city of 100 hellos, Brooks, Alberta, Canada. This is the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. Welcome to Global Village uh, Podcast. I am Ahmed Kassim, and today we are very honored to have uh, Grassland Superintendent uh, Scott Brandet. Uh, welcome to the program, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very, uh, very happy to be here. Thank you. Tell us a bit about yourself, Scott. Um, well, actually, I'm, I'm a born and raised uh, person from Brooks. I uh, was lucky enough to grow up here as a as a young person, and so I've got lots of roots and and still lots of family connections. So that uh, that's a really important part of of why we uh, enjoy being in Brooks. Um, I've been in Grasslands now for 19 years, and uh, the last 13 of those have been. Uh, in a senior administration role with with Grasslands Public Schools, and I've been through kind of the assistant superintendent role and and deputy superintendent, and was very fortunate to work with some some excellent uh, superintendents before me. And the last four years, I've been very fortunate met to have the role as as superintendent. Yeah, and I can be uh, living testimony uh, with your leadership. You did very well. <laughs> I, I appreciate the vote of confidence. Okay, what is uh, something you would like to you would like our viewers to know about Grasslands Public School? Yeah, wow. There's there's lots of things that uh, that make me very proud of, of Grasslands, and um, you know, I guess just in terms of of our presence in the community, one of the things I met is uh, Grasslands Public Schools is the the largest single employer within the city of Brooks, and uh, we have a staff of of uh, over 500 from from um, every role that you can imagine, from our, our teachers and school administrators to bus drivers uh, to our maintenance and custodian staff. And so um, we have a, a very large economic presence within the community. Um, within the county, I think JBS uh, is the only employer that has uh, more employees than us. And so uh, we're very proud to be part of the community. Um, and uh, also just the the, the sorry the presence that we have within the county and so we have schools in uh, some of our smaller places like gem and rolling hills and rainier um to uh you know t- small towns like Pisano and duchess and and tilly and rolling hills rosemary um so you know within the county in the city of brooks uh we're very fortunate to have uh, 13 regular schools but we also have seven colony schools um, all through the county as well, and uh, that's a real significant and important part of of our school jurisdiction as well. Wow, that's uh, wow, that's um, that's great to know. Uh, how how has the COVID nineteen affected uh, Grassland uh, schools? Yeah, that's a big question. We could spend a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of time <laughs> talking about that a bit. Yeah, um, you know, really, I mean, if I go back to the spring when when uh, obviously the, the pandemic really started to hit um, Canada and Alberta. Uh, you know, the, the real quick transition that was kind of forced to, uh, for us to respond to was just the, the, the move to at-home learning. And uh, that was a big transition for our students and our parents and obviously for our staff as very few of our staff had had any kind of formal experience or training in uh, providing education online. And uh, again, the, the, the pride that... Um, uh, I think our board and senior administration have and our staff to, to make such a quick transition and, and really do an amazing job with, with really no warning. We got a phone call 4.30 on a Sunday and and uh, we're told that, you know, schools were basically closed, but castle, 
classes were not going to be canceled, but they'd just be delivered online. And so, yeah, within a week, we were um, fully switched over and our students had uh, picked up technology and uh, were learning from home for the next three months. And so that was really a significant change for us, uh, Ahmed. And then over the summer, when we kind of found out what we were going to be doing when we returned to school in September, uh, the summer months were really busy getting prepared for the new the new guidelines and restrictions and parameters that uh, were put in place by Alberta Health Services and Occupational Health and Safety. And so a lot of preparation happened. Uh, our support staff um, that work in our maintenance departments and our transportation departments and our custodial services uh, were just outstanding. Like you could not ask for for better people to do the work that needed to be done. They were they were amazing. And so um, our school opened in at the end of August with a whole bunch of new things that our students and staff had to prepare for. And uh, again, that transition um, went extremely well. Our kids are actually are so adaptable and uh, our staff were able to be flexible and responsive. And so we got off to a, a really good start. And um, then uh, probably the next piece is as predicted after Thanksgiving, uh, you know, AHS was telling us that there was always opportunities for, a spike in the number of COVID cases, and we saw that in our community, and that's when we got our first number of cases within our within our schools. Wow! And with the new restrictions now, um, would that make also more um, complicated on the operation side? Uh, I'm sorry. Could you just repeat that, Ahmed? I didn't quite catch it. Uh, with the new restrictions that came last week. Uh, uh, grade 7 to grade 12, I believe they will be uh, uh, staying home and grade 0 to grade 6 will be staying at the school. Am I correct? Yeah, correct. So, yeah, so yeah. obviously the most recent transition again was uh, announced last Tuesday. And so, or sorry, started last Tuesday when our, yeah. our students uh, tr- transitioned to uh, at-home learning for anybody in grade 7 to 12. Mm-hmm. And our K to 6 kids are still in school. Um, very fortunate to still be working in classrooms with our teachers. So, um, again, another quick transition. But uh, uh, we had learned a lot from the spring. And so this was a pretty, a pretty smooth one and happened really quite readily and, and quickly. Yeah, well, I uh, uh, also it's a challenge for the kids staying home. Uh, that creates also a um, some sort of isolation and some other mental health issue, which uh, we hope normalcy will soon come back. Yeah, you know, and I guess a really important component of of something that was different this time, uh, Ahmed, with with the change to having the grade seven to twelves at home, is the government. Um, they recognized that there was some some challenges with, with really the isolation for three months. And so um, they changed their, their parameters a little bit. And so we can still have kids come into our schools. And so our counselors are in our buildings. And if our counselors have had uh, previous work or if students require some some new supports, they can come in and, and book an appointment and, and still meet with our counseling staff. And so that's been a really great change. Um, as well as we're still um, able to, to work with families of, of some of our students who have some other exceptional needs. Um, and so we have some of those students arriving um, back in our classrooms on, on a regular basis, as well as we can still bring small groups in uh, to work. You know, if you're doing construction technology, well, it's really hard to, to do your carpentry work if you don't have access to a shop. And so our, our CTS teachers are able to bring in small groups of kids uh, through appointments to come in and finish off their 
their construction projects or if they're in cosmetology, the cosmetology projects or food projects. So, you know, they've given us a little more flexibility as long as we work within the parameters. And, and so that's been really great for our teaching staff and for our students. Wow, that's very good. I think that's uh, that kind of support, support from the province. Uh, that's uh, that's very great. I think that's uh, uh, that shows flexibility from the government side. Yeah, well, we, we all learned a lot in the spring, uh, Ahmed, in terms of, you know, the some of the challenges that came with things that we hadn't really predicted. And so I think um, as time has gone on, we've we've gotten better at, at uh, understanding the importance of some of the other things that come by having person-to-person contact within our schools. And so um, instead of having such a tight uh, guideline on what we can and can't do, the, the flexibility allows us to be adaptable to the needs of our students in a, in a much better way. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, well, uh, we also have to look the positive side that uh, maybe there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there is a, always a uh, way to be hopeful that uh, collectively we can, together we can pull it off this difficult time and good days are ahead of us. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, the, the one part that uh, I've had to kind of keep reminding myself and and trying to be mindful of is that uh, you, you do have to try and keep yourself in a positive yeah. um, mind frame and also to try and remember that optimism and gratitude can go a long way. So um, still lots of things to be very grateful for, yeah. for even yeah. though this is a this is a challenging time for for many people and many families and businesses. But um, yeah, have to see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and keep plugging away to get there. Yeah, they always say keep hope alive. So uh, uh, we hope that uh, things will turn around in a positive way and good days will be ahead of us. Yep. Okay. Have you have you any advice to our audience as to how best to prevent the spread of COVID nineteen in our community? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think um, you know it, it requires a collective effort. It's not. Uh, it, uh, I, I said this really uh, quite a long time ago. I met in one of those uh, one of the Facebook live um, telecasts that the city had that I was on and. Um, I just made the comment that, you know, the the better our community does at helping to keep the, the number of cases low, the, the easier it will be for us to, to keep our schools operating uh, in a real effective way for our, our kids. And and part of that is that as a collective effort of our community, we all need to do our, our part. And whether I believe in, in all the measures or not, and whether they're through the right amount or not, um, I have a I have an individual responsibility to the community, and if everybody can take that approach, then we know we can keep our schools open and our our kids safe, and and our students um, in great learning places with our our staff able to do the kind of work they do. So, my only advice would be that uh, everyone says that we got to do this together, and if that happens, our our schools will be in in really great shape. Yeah. So, in other words, is uh, we need to follow all the. Uh HS guidelines, uh, uh, and hopefully that uh, the yep. uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we can yeah. overcome together collectively. Yeah, and whether 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 I agree or not with them, Ahmed, yeah. uh, I ne- I need to do my part, and that means you know when I'm going into stores, I'm wearing my mask and and hand sanitizing, and we're asking our kids to do that every day in their schools, and we're asking our staff to do it, and so um, I just believe that whenever I'm in the community, I need to to do the same thing. So. Um, yeah, I think 
we're in a tough spot right now and I think people are, are responding. I was out in the community today and and I don't think I saw one person not wearing a mask when they were in one of the stores and so I was very impressed. Well, uh, we are uh, all together in this issue and we hope that uh, uh, social distance, having a mask, uh, wash your hands, uh, sanitize, uh, the common uh, you know, the common thing that uh, you can help and be responsible from your part, I think, will go a long way. And and also, in addition to that, Scott, also to be, uh, to check out your neighbor, be kind uh, to your neighbor, help those are in need. Uh, I think it's about time that uh, community need is also, uh, individual responsibility is also checking your neighbors and see if they're okay and be uh, kind to a stranger, to a uh, someone that you see they're having difficult, uh, help them as much as we can. So collectively, we should be able to overcome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think everybody knows that everyone is is under different kinds of pressures, and um, the best way to, to support one another is with kindness and a helping hand. And, you know, I ask I ask our staff to check in regularly with, with each other and and uh, because we know there's lots of pressures in our schools and it's kind of the same for my neighbor or in our community, right? Uh, if we take that approach, Ahmed, we'll, we'll do great things. Yeah, and we are very fortunate to live in a great community, uh, Brooks and County of Newell. And you do have a good team at the Grassland Public School. And thank you very much for all, all of your uh, team and everything uh, that you do for the kids and their families. And uh, we hope uh, for many years to come to... Uh, your continuation of positive contribution to the community to go a long way. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, Ahmed. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, I, you know, I need to to acknowledge the the amazing effort of our staff and our parents and our students because uh, they they've really gone above and beyond through the last eight months. But also, just even partnerships with Global Village, you have been a an instrumental part in helping us navigate so many of these pieces, Ahmed. And and uh, again. The, the collective efforts are going to help us navigate some of the tough times. And so thank you to you and, and the people at Global Village who have supported Grasslands as, we've, as we work to try and support our, our parents and community as well. Well, thank you very much again for joining Global Village podcast today. And we hope to uh, have you and your team in the near future. And in the meantime, we will play uh, that favorite music uh, after the interview. And thank you again. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, and uh, yeah, have a. I hope you have a, a wonderful holiday season, Ahmed, and we'll we'll be in touch. I got my first real six string, bought it at the five and done. Played it till my fingers bled. Was a summer of '69.
This has been the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kasim. For more information, go to globalvillagecenter.ca.